Well, conference realignment talk may have cooled off a little bit, but there are still a lot of storylines for the Big 12 that are worth diving into right now. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Of course, is how you find us each and every day. Boy, we are just cranking out a lot of great content right now. We appreciate you guys joining us each and every day for that. Before we dive into it, my goodness, I can't thank you guys enough. Let me just thank you guys for what has been an incredible stretch for this show. Uh, Probably the best stretch this show has ever had. So we had about 375 ratings and reviews on iTunes uh, like three weeks ago. We are now at 435. That's because of you guys. I think we can get to 500 before the season. Of course, I'll send you that free koozie if you leave us a rating and a review and send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. But if you just want to leave a five-star rating, it'll take you two seconds, hit the five-star button on iTunes, and away we go. Thank you guys for that. I can't uh, really can't thank you enough. So many nice ratings and reviews on here as well that I will read at the end of the show. Uh, but now there are questions in terms of, What happens moving forward? So I don't know if you saw this news, but today the Texas Senate is hosting a hearing with the state's Big 12 schools. Yes, the Texas Senate hosting a hearing today that's going to include representatives from TCU, Texas Tech, Baylor, Texas, and the Big 12 Conference, including Commissioner Bob Bowlesby. And they're scheduled to talk about the economic impacts uh, that are going to take place here with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 for the SEC. And I say it with certainty because it is certain at this point. I mean, barring something unforeseen regarding legal issues or uh, I don't know, I mean, breaking of contracts, who the heck knows? But OU and Texas applied to go into the SEC. The SEC approved them and it's going to happen just a matter of when. So here's what some data has showed here. The Perryman Group put together two scenarios. One is with the Big 12 staying intact without Oklahoma and Texas. Or there's the option of the school ends up in a non-power conference. And the schools, I mean Baylor, TCU, and Texas Tech, the leftover Big 12 schools from the Lone Star State. The Big 12 staying intact would result in a total annual loss in the three communities of Lubbock, Fort Worth and Waco of $397 million in annual gross product and 5,322 jobs. If the teams end up in a lesser conference, the combined loss would be $569 million in annual gross product and 7,600 jobs. So clearly keeping the Big 12 together from that standpoint is better than, you know, going off to the AAC or, you know, Uh, Mountain West, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, Clearly, that's the better option here. But still, you're talking about $400 million in losses in annual gross product and over 5,000 jobs. I mean, that's horrible. And it's why when this all broke a couple of weeks back, I said if giving OU in Texas a larger share of the revenues is going to help them stay. You do it and you don't think twice. You close your eyes and you do it, right? I know people hated it, but that's why I said it was important to do. Because it wasn't just about OU or Texas getting an extra 10 million bucks in TV deals. It was about preserving these jobs, pre- preserving uh, the economic impacts that take place thanks to the Big 12 being as it's currently constructed. That's why you do it. You don't be short-sighted about it, you know? 
And that's something that's got to be obviously brought into the equation here. So it's good that the Big 12 staying together is the uh, better of these two options. But what it means going forward, who the heck knows? I mean, who the heck knows at this point what it means going forward? I don't. Nobody does. And it's not like 25 years ago. You know, when you think back 25 years ago, Baylor and Texas Tech, thanks to political forces, were basically pushed into the Big 12. They had the political capital and the political power to make that happen. And good for them for making that happen. TCU did not at the time. Houston did not at the time. And they didn't end up in the Big 12, in the, you know, coming out of the old Southwest Conference. Now, no one is forcing any programs into the SEC in today's environment. But don't overlook the political angle in college realignment. And that ball could start rolling today. I'm not saying anything is going to happen in the state of Texas. I mean, the state uh, legislators are in a special session this conference realignment, blocking Texas to the SEC stuff, it's not going to happen. Uh, I'm based in Kansas City, but, you know, no one in the state of Texas, Governor Abbott's a UT guy. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen. All right. So that Hail Mary of the Texas state legislature blocking it is not on the table. But in terms of having the politicians on the same page from the state, and I usually don't like politicians involved in anything, right? I mean, I wish that college football had some form of leadership so we didn't have this mess of a tv network in espn and a conference going rogue in the sec you know working behind the scenes behind people's backs and then on top of that you know uh politicians in the mix trying to figure out what college rivalries are going to continue and what aren't i mean i hate everything about it but it's the sport that that it, college football is it's unfortunately the environment that we're in so at least the politicians maybe can get together and say hey right now we got to figure out how to keep these eight schools together and that should be the goal because that is the best scenario you know that is the best scenario right now for these eight big 12 teams to really unify and provide some value to someone somewhere or build that value throughout themselves. These eight programs are still more valuable than the AAC. I mean, this whole notion of the AAC is going to raid the Big 12. That report came out of ESPN conveniently, conveniently. And that report came out before Bob Bowlesby accused ESPN of working behind the scenes to make this OU Texas move to the SEC. And he also alleged that the AAC was promised by ESPN some of the Big 12 leftovers. So it makes perfect sense, by the way, that the AAC report about them wanting to raise uh, a raid, the Big 12, came out of ESPN reporters. Hmm, I wonder why. I wonder what that's all about. Convenient how that works, huh? Interesting how that one works, huh? So just know where the sources are and know where they're coming from and know that these eight schools do have real value. Now, that being said, if West Virginia gets an invite to the ACC tomorrow, not the AAC, the ACC tomorrow, they're gone. Or if the Big Ten calls up KU or Iowa State tomorrow, they're gone. I get it. But still, expansion by these other schools doesn't seem as likely as fan bases want to make it out to be. There's no, oh, yeah, KU and Iowa State locks for the Big Ten. Why? Because you want them to be? And I'm not saying that they aren't worthy of it. I'm just sitting here and saying the name of the game may not just be quantity in getting to, let's say, 16 teams. 
It also may be now about quality and who is actually adding value in TV networks and not just TV networks, but media markets and things of that nature. Those things matter, too. And that's why it's not as much of a slam dunk in terms of, okay, regionally, you fit here, you fit in the Pac-12, you fit in the ACC, away we go, and that's it. There's much more to it going on behind the scenes than just that. And that's what we got to be realistic about right now. So we'll see what comes out of this deal with Texas, but it is interesting to watch that now the politicians in the biggest state in the Big 12 are on this in some capacity as well. Meantime, you've got Texas AD Chris Del Conte saying on Friday that they plan to stay in the Big 12 for the foreseeable future till 2025, which is technically what they legally have to say because that's when the media grant of rights agreement is up, July 21st to 2025. I don't believe Chris Del Conte for a second, neither should you. Now, I do not blame him for that, by the way. I mean, this is an awkward situation. And you better believe as well, as much as Texas is and, and Oklahoma are going to be taking a step up now in this new look SEC and in competition. And, and I'm, you know, I think the SEC is overrated, but obviously you add OU and Texas to that conference. And clearly, that's the best conference in college football. I'm not going to BS you here and, and lie to you and say that it's not. It clearly will be. It will be head and shoulders, the best conference in college football. No one will be able to debate it. So I can honestly say that and have no problem saying it. So when they go to take that step up in competition, it's going to be tough for them. But you know what else is going to be really tough for Texas and Oklahoma? The fact that, I mean, they already got everybody's best game. If you don't think how this all went down is going to have a little more juice for the guys on the other sideline. You are kidding yourself. You're kidding. This is extra motivation. And certainly Texas did not need its opponents of the big 12 who they're, you know, mediocre against going back a decade. Now they did not need extra motivation for their opponents. Now, OU has dominated this conference. There's no doubt about it. But even OU, I mean, they don't want to be caught on a slow day dealing with a feisty fill-in-the-blank, Baylor, Kansas State, Texas Tech, who, you know, may pick them off on a mediocre day for OU because they've got extra motivation because of what's gone on here the last few months. They don't want to deal with that. Like, they want to be out. They want to be done It's going to be hostile on the road, even more hostile than normal. So they want out ASAP. And this is where OU and Texas are relying on the powers that be in college football and ESPN, maybe notably ESPN, to blow up the Big 12. So they can get out of there before 2025 and before having to spend 70 to $80 million each, each, to leave this conference. They don't want to spend that money. Now, they can probably find it if they need to, but they don't want to spend that money. So it is going to be really interesting to watch that unfold and watch that play out. And if the Big 12 does get that money, boy, then you can do some shopping. I mean, we talked about it with Kevin Keatsman last week, and you should listen to that interview if you didn't uh, from last uh, Thursday morning. Great conversation with him. Imagine if the Big 12 does have now $150 million. You could pay the buyouts for other schools, potentially. You know, you could pay the buyouts for a Colorado to leave the Pac-12. You could have that conversation if you've got $150 million in the bank for the Big 12 Conference. So that's, that's worth watching.
And I hope that Bob Bowlesby is working like crazy behind the scenes to keep everybody united because that is the biggest strength of this conference right now, to stay united. But one of the big questions people are asking uh, is what happens to Bedlam? So Oklahoma said, their president said over the weekend, or I guess it was Friday, their president said, yeah, I'd like the Bedlam rivalry between OU and Oklahoma State to continue. That's, that's what he said. And uh, the question is, will Oklahoma State want it to continue? Well, their president, Dr. Casey Schrum, and she walked into the job like a month ago. I mean, holy cow. She walks into the job as Oklahoma State president a month ago. Riding high, got Mike Gundy as the football coach. You got, uh, you know, Mike Boynton as the basketball coach. You got good golf. You got good baseball. Life is good. Yeah. And then this happens. So here's what she said. Casey Schrum. Many have asked about the future of Bedlam. We enjoy the intensity and tradition whenever we play OU in any sport. Right now, there are too many unknowns to determine what the future holds. That is Casey Schrum talking about Oklahoma State and its perspective on whether or not to continue Bedlam. Now, I could not blame Oklahoma State if it decided, you know what, we're taking a break. We're, we're just not doing Bedlam right now. Not going to bother, not going to go down that road. I just, uh, or emotionally scarred or whatever phrase you want to use, uh, we're done. I, I couldn't blame them for that. Now, I think this game is great for the sport. I think it's an awesome rivalry. As someone that used to work in Oklahoma and, you know, saw both sides of that rivalry working down in Woodward, I loved every second of it. Just the, the, the reactions of both fan bases, the way they got into the game, it was awesome. But look at Texas and Texas A&M. It's been 10 years for them. And had Texas not just joined the SEC, it probably would have been longer before these two teams ever played once again on the field, you know? And I remember watching, by the way, that last Texas-Texas A&M football game, uh, Thanksgiving night in 2011. Remember where I was, who I was watching it with, and, uh, you know, it was a solid game. But if you're Oklahoma State, now you might say, hey, Oklahoma State, you know, man up, that's weak. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. But could you blame Oklahoma State if it just said, hey, we got to take a little bit of time off from this rivalry? Now, there's no doubt it would be a huge economic boost to Stillwater, Oklahoma, to bring this game back, right? I mean, you talk about uh, Pack Stadium. Everyone from in the state's going to be there. It's a who's who. It's good for the economy. So maybe they, they get beyond it for the economic benefits that it brings to a Stillwater, Oklahoma. Maybe maybe that's ultimately the outcome. But if you're Oklahoma State, how weak would it look if you're like, yeah, of course we'll continue Bedlam. Don't worry about it. Like, I still think it's 50-50 either way. But if you're Oklahoma State and you're Dr. Shrum, you can't come out right now and be like, yeah, definitely. Yep, no, don't worry about it. We're good. We'll, we'll schedule Bedlam. You tell us when. Let us know how the SEC schedules shape up, and we'll fit it in. Don't you guys worry. You can't say that with a straight face, right? So... That's why she's got to say what she said, and I can't blame her for saying what she said. And we'll just have to now watch how it plays out. But something tells me that Bedlam's going to have even more. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? Bedlam this year, that is going to be absolutely bonkers. I I cannot wait. I mean, it's always an amazing game. That is going to be incredible. When are they playing? They're playing. Bedlam takes place. Oh, it's Thanksgiving weekend. That's right. All right. Well, it's it's already circled on my calendar. Not that I was going anywhere, but... (laughs) 
Not missing that one. All right, not missing that one this year. I never do, but I definitely wouldn't miss it this year. I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Heartland College Sports Weekly, of course, is the show. And let me just thank you guys uh, for the great reviews. Just here's a couple of them on iTunes. You leave us a rating and a review. We've got a free koozie your way. Uh, what do we have here? Saturday. Uh, this came down. Best Big 12 pod. Amazing show. Best thing is that Pete truly loves the Big 12. Listen to other Big 12 podcasts that were more focused on how Texas and OU would fare in the SEC instead of what happens to the Big 12. None of that here. Just a guy who actually cares about and follows the conference. That is very nice of you guys, and I appreciate that. Uh, what else do we have here? Great insights and good stuff. Uh, great job with the podcast. Impressed with the insight and knowledge. Keep up the great work. Really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for some of these great ratings and reviews. Uh, Pete's informed this is Wednesday and provides level-headed, fair coverage for the conference. Well, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we are just rising up the rankings. Number one Big 12 podcast on uh, iTunes if you search Big 12. And we're rising the ranks in college football as well. And it's all because you guys took a little bit of time out of your day to make this happen. So thank you for hitting that five-star. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving a review. If you do that, send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And for those asking if you are interested in advertising on this show with your business, just send me an email, too, because people have asked about that. Uh, you can reach thousands of Big 12 fans every single show. So hit me up, Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you soon.